Joining us now, he's had a busy day. He's written about Taron Thomas. He's also broken the news about Sam Walsh's back soreness, which is a disaster for the Big Blues. Story. Pete Ryan's his name. Uh, Peter, thanks for your time. G'day, Kane. G'day, Jared. Let's start with, sorry, Jerry, let's start with Taron Thomas because uh, that's been the topic for the last 24 hours. We're, we're still in the dark a little bit, Pete. What can you tell us? Yeah, we are still in the dark. It's, uh, it's as the AFL claimed yesterday after uh, Tom Morris broke that story that uh, he expects uh, Thomas to get an 18-week suspension. Um, but there's still, uh, the investigation's ongoing. The commission's yet to... Um, make a decision on the length of his penalty. Now, I still expect it will be, if not 18, as close enough as it can be. Um, and it will be, regardless of the number of weeks, such a lengthy penalty that it puts his career at risk. But we're still just waiting for the AFL to give the final tick-off. And I think there's a lot of parties that are, are still involved in the discussions about how long it would be, including Thomas, who's clearly fighting for his career. So he's making uh, every effort to minimise the ban. Are they prevaricating here, uh, the AFL, just trying to uh, ease the squeeze a little bit, given that Tom got, got the jump on them? I, I can't believe that the commission, or Tom has been told that the commission have uh, made their mind up and all of a sudden now they uh, haven't made their mind up. Yeah. Uh, look, it seems to me that uh, they might... I'm not sure they're deliberately uh, waiting for it, but uh, certainly they're going through the process completely before actually coming out with the news. So, look, they tell us, and uh, they've been telling us consistently that the investigation's ongoing, but when the Commission's involved, as you well know, Jared, um, the AFL people and executive tread very carefully mm. in ensuring that every person's um, seen what they need to see before they say anything publicly. So we'll just wait and see on that. But, but everyone's bracing for it to be a significant ban. No-one's quite sure exactly what the nature of... Uh, what Taryn's alleged to have done as yet. So that's another uh, thing that we're all um, seeking to find out and see where it sits um, once we know that and where the penalty fits. I guess that's the, the challenging part for anybody commenting on it. We're, we're assuming a lot. Uh, mm. The police aren't involved uh, from what we understand. So that doesn't equate to an 18-match ban, but if you factor in last year and uh, something closely associated, um, albeit without the police being involved, then you can come to a fairly significant penalty. But no police involved, 18 weeks, there's still some detail to be filled in. Absolutely. And it's, you're right. I mean, we do know that the fact that it's um, a repeat offence or, or let's, you know, an alleged repeat offence that he's obviously been suspended last year for a similar thing has factored into weighing up what would be an appropriate penalty because if he's done what's been alleged, um, then clearly he hasn't learned much from what happened last year and most people, I think fair-minded people, would think, well, this is the consequence, Taryn, and really you've got an opportunity to play footy or you go down this path and that opportunity is going to be taken away from you. Mm. You've spoken to Todd Viney. Um, they've been pretty diplomatic. They say that they're left in the dark a little bit and they don't have all the information because, as you say, the AFL have been handling this one. But what is their overriding emotion, do you think, that's uh, north of feeling in your discussions? Well, the overriding emotion would be, be fair to say that they've got 
whatever, say they've got 40 players on their list, they've got 39 that they can look at um, and have a real excitement potentially generated around them. A lot of young talent on the list. They've got Alistair Clarkson coaching. They want to create a club that everyone's proud of and really gets behind as they emerge as, as a young group. And then they've got um, one individual, and we don't want to be too harsh on him, let's hope, his well-being's okay as well, but you know, one individual that's taking up a lot of time, a lot of energy, and painting the North Melbourne Footy Club and the whole culture in the light that they don't want to be seen in. So it's pretty clear what their position would be once um, the AFL hands down whatever the penalty is. Mm. And I guess the options for them is to, if he gets a, a, the ban, let's say it's 18 weeks, is to keep him on the list but away from the group, and then you would think delist him when that is done or right. to sever ties now, Pete, uh, you would have to think they're going to take the, the, the ladder there and, and that'll be it as soon as that suspension is confirmed. Potentially that'd be an option they'd explore. I mean, the thing is that they need there's contractual obligations and there's obviously the players association has a role in this. I mean, I feel a bit for the players association. They're defending the player and, they're, you know, they're going to be left holding the baby um, if Taron does find himself outside the system. So, you know, it, there's a few things that need to be uh, ticked off and worked through from a legal perspective um, if, in fact, he does get the 18-week suspension in North Melbourne to side, which they haven't as yet, um, that they don't want him on their list. Most people I talk to about this, Pete, ask the same question. Why should the club pay him if he's uh, broken rules, which means he becomes suspended by the AFL. Yeah, well, from a moral point of view and, and from a you know fair, fair point of view, I can see what you're saying, but sometimes it's just the, uh, you know, you take a loss, don't you, on these sorts of situations and you come out with some sort of um, agreement that legally satisfies what needs to be legally satisfied and he's got legal representation and management representation mm. who will advocate to set him up um, you know, we're jumping a little bit ahead, but that he gets whatever he was signed yep. up for. Whenever you sign a contract as a club, you're taking a risk as a player. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure you can actually say it would be a really hard argument to win legally that, you know, you don't pay him because of what he's done. Yeah, it's an interesting t- take Thomas out of the out of the equation. It, it is, to me, it's uh, pretty extraordinary that uh, you can go down a track uh, where you contravene rules, whatever those rules are, and you, you still end up with your full pie. Yeah, yeah. Well, it just doesn't pass the pub test, does it? No. Most people would mm. think, you know, <laughs> really, is this the way the world, world doesn't work for a lot of people? They suffer the consequences. But, um, you know, uh, I think that in terms of the salary cap and in terms of Tarrant Thomas being able to uh, get the conditions that are in his contract, I'm not sure that's going to be the biggest issue for him going forward. If he didn't get that, well, good luck to him in a sense. And um, mm. we also must, and I'm kind of conscious to do this, to whoever's the person that's made the allegation, we yeah. have to feel for that person as well. Um, and that's the way the AFL's handling this. It's, you know, it's a different world, but it's a victim-led investigation. So, you know, we hope they're going okay as well. Mm. Pete Ryan is with us from The Age. Now tell us about Sam Walsh. Yeah, well, this is a bit of a... It's an interesting one with Sam because he's backflared up after he played uh, an intra-club match simulation on Monday. Uh, he didn't train on Friday. Uh, he didn't train today. He's on a modified program. The club's still gathering some information. We all know he had back surgery at the end of 2022 in December and uh, made a comeback after about 
four or five rounds last year and then obviously had an outstanding final series. They're hoping it settles down, but they're being guided by what Sam's feeling day to day. Um, he has managed this situation for probably the best part of 18 months and there's, a, there's just uncertainty. He's got back soreness at a time of the year that you don't want to be having back soreness after having a great pre-season. So, look, best case scenario, it settles down and they find out what caused it in the first place. Worst case scenario is that, uh, you know, they really have to have a good look at his program and see what they can do to get him back on the park. But at the moment, he's on a modified program. Yeah, so I said earlier he had a rod in his back. I was incorrect in saying that. He was sent in for surgery on a bulging disc, a micro-disectomy. Discectomy. Which is a discectomy, Jared. apologies, which uh, removes a portion of the disc to relieve pressure on a nerve. Gee, that sounds nasty. They must be incredible. I don't want to over-dramatise this, Pete, but they must be really nervous about this. Well, I think it'd be fair to say, yeah, people are on edge about it. But they're trying to... I mean, the, the thing that gives them some level of optimism or hope is that Sam's been in this position previously and managed to work his way through it and get back on the park and be OK. But, I mean, I feel for Sam. He's 23 and you, you don't want to be dealing with back issues um, at that stage of your life. So everyone's going to be pretty careful about making sure he, he's back fit and well um, when he next appears in full training. Uh, Pete, you've been around the game a long time. What's the difference between match practice and match sim? Uh, well, it's just a, it's nothing. But we're getting more Americanised, aren't okay. we, Jared? We're moving on that way. What did you take yeah, out of uh, Melbourne's performance in match sim? Uh, I was a little bit disheartened. Um, I must admit that their ball use going forward didn't seem to have a lot of difference. Um, they haven't got kicks. Jack Viney, Christian Petraka, well, Clayton Oliver didn't play, obviously, but he's similar type. They don't really hit players lace out on the lead. Um, they put a lot of faith in Jacob Van Ruin being Tony Lockett. And he obviously, he's not that. Um, I worry about the fact that they haven't seen to, as yet, make any dramatic changes. They're just going with the same thing, which sometimes is your lot when you know you're a top four team and if you just get a few things right, um, yeah, I was, I was a little bit disheartened, but there's a long way to go. There's still a few weeks to get it right. Mm. All right, we're, we're not buying into pre-season hype or predictions <laughs> or, doom. Uh, or reaction doom. to practice games after burning myself last year, Pete. Well, so I'm just going to keep I'm a not, little I'm head. I must admit, I loved, I loved being at Casey Fields where people were going berserk at the umpires. <laughs> it's quarter. back. <laughs> it's, great. Yeah, it's back. Hey, yeah. mate, great stuff today. Appreciate your time as always. Pleasure.